0: Welcome to Pick Up and Deliver, the podcast where I pick up my audio recorder when I drop my kid off at school and deliver an episode to you while I walk home. I'm Brendan Riley. Well, good morning listeners. I hope that you're having a pleasant day. It is kind of a cloudy, wet day here in Suburban Chicago the weather is quite pleasant. I would put the temperature in the mid 60s, but the it rained this morning So if you're hearing extra road noise, that's why I also have my umbrella with me in case there's a drizzle so if that starts you'll hear the thwomp of the umbrella and I'm sure the sound quality will degrade terribly at that point before I jump into the main topic I wanted to talk for a moment about two things Uh, one there was an amusing and kind of sad development on Kickstarter over the last couple days. I do not If you didn't follow it, probably the best you can do is look at the Facebook uh, discussions about it because the actual site has been uh, hidden, as is often the case when Kickstarter cancels a project. The creator apparently has the option to hide the project from future viewing, and that's what's happened in this case. So it started a couple days ago when someone posted a Kickstarter for a game they were calling Game of Thrones the Card Game. Now to those of us who follow the hobby, the idea that somebody was kickstarting Game of Thrones the Card Game seemed a little unusual since uh, Cool Mini or Not and Fantasy Flight have the rights to Game of Thrones, at least as a book. The Um, Fantasy Flight has the right to Game of Thrones in board game and card game form and I believe uh, Cool Mini or Not has the rights to miniatures based games that's what the they have the Song of Fire and Ice miniatures game neither of those uses the art from the TV show but this project at least at the beginning specifically said it was going to be not using images from the TV show It quickly became clear that this Kickstarter had been launched by somebody who has no idea about the board game hobby in any way. They don't know how games are produced. They don't know what to expect. The graphic design that they had was abysmal. The gameplay looked weird. Um, And very quickly people started calling scam or troll. Uh, I looked over the project a little bit and I... I thought it seemed more like a deluded person who just didn't know what they were doing rather than a legitimate scam. Mostly I thought it seemed too poorly done to be a scam. I guess it could have been a badly done scam, but anyway. Uh, Over the next couple days, uh, probably about a day and a half actually, a huge firestorm of commentary and conversation... Uh, took place in the forum, the comments section of of, uh, Kickstarter, as well as a variety of other platforms of people mostly making fun of this person. Um, Some people really warning them in a kind of, in a gentle way, that they're doing poorly uh, as a developer. And then it got shut down. I guess I don't have a lot more to say about it other than that either it was a deep fake in which the person was trolling at a really high level, by which I mean to say pretending they didn't understand and belligerently acting out the way that someone who was totally clueless would, or they were someone who was totally clueless. In this case, I think Poe's Law applies, which says that any sufficiently developed Satire will be indistinguishable from the thing that's satirizing. Uh, in this case, no way to know if this person... If this was all just an elaborate satire, or if they really were trying to make a game. I suspect it was the latter. So I, I wanted to mention that. I also wanted to follow up a little bit. Regular listener Chris suggested that I listen to an episode of, episode of Board Game Barrage, uh, in which they talk about optimal strategies, given that my recent episode, Blocking, I think two episodes ago now, was about this idea of optimal strategies in games. It seemed like a good listen. It was an interesting conversation. I would encourage you to go over there and listen to their take on the matter if you feel like there's more to be said about um, optimal strategies. I would feel like I'm, I'm somewhere in the middle of those three gentlemen. They had a variety of opinions about what it means to have a game where that's the case. And I'm not sure I fit exactly with any of them, but um, it was interesting nonetheless. One of the things that really struck me about it was that, boy, there's just so many corners of this hobby I don't know. It's getting so big. Uh, I'd never heard of Board Game Barrage before, but apparently they're big enough that they have thousands of listeners, and they got invited to Shucks. So, great for them, but... Wait, there's a venue that has that many listeners and that kind of prominence, and I didn't even know they existed? Oh, man. Um, Which is a good thing, because the hobby growing is good for us all. Uh, But the downside is that um, it gets harder and harder to feel like you have an encyclopedic knowledge of the hobby, which is fine, but still. As a true obsessive, I like to feel that way. Those are just a couple little bits of commentary, I guess. What I thought I'd do today is I have five games that I've played, and I haven't really talked about much. Um, one of them I've gotten a sousson of a conversation here, but for the most part, they've gone uncommented. And I doubt that they're going to get more commentary later. So, what I decided I would do today is give you a flight of games. <laughs> So this weekend, I went uh, to Naperville, a local suburb here in Illinois, and we did a scavenger hunt. And while we were on that, we stopped at a chocolate restaurant called Le Chocolat. If you get a chance, I recommend it, it's tasty. One of the things they have there are a variety of different desserts you can have. Or if you'd like to try them all, they have a flight of desserts. You get basically a little crudité a single bite or two bites of each of the four main desserts that they have. It's a good choice if you're trying not to eat too much, which is a sort of constant necessity for me, even though I don't always manage it. Uh, And if you can't decide between the different things on the menu. So you get a little taste of each. A flight, right? This is a a common idea from wine or beer tastings, where you get a flight of beers or a flight of wines, and it's like five different ones. A little bit of each, so you get to taste them, but you're not trying to drink a whole glass. So I thought today I would do a little bit of commentary on five games I've played, none of which I've played with any kind of thoroughness. Most of these are just one or two plays, with the exception of this first one, which I will I have played four times, but it's a very short game. so. Uh, With that said, today's main topic, a flight of games, five games in quick succession, first impressions and general discussion of each. Here we go. Uh, So the first one I want to mention was on my top of the shelf last month, it was called Pentago, a sort of um, abstract game. I mentioned it a little bit, but I thought I would take a moment here to talk about it more. Basically you're trying to get five uh, marbles in a row and you do that, it's a, a six by six grid of marbles and each three by three quor- quarter of it can turn. And so you get this interesting effect where you play, you have to play a marble of your color, There's two, it's a two player game, and then you turn one of the quarters and your goal is to get five in a row. It's a interesting game that in the first couple plays basically somebody wins by surprise because neither of you is used to watching for for depth, and so somebody will do something you just didn't see coming. Uh, I've played about, like I said, uh, five games of it now. Actually, more like nine, because I usually play best of three. And I think I've played it three times. So now I'm starting to see some of those patterns ahead, as are my opponents. So then you start to build two turns out. I can totally see how this would be a, the kind of game where if you played it very often, it could actually get pretty in depth pretty quick and be a lot of fun. So that's Pentago. If you run into it at a Goodwill for $2, I would say it's worth the purchase. Um, okay. So the uh, second game I want to talk about is Too Many Cooks by Reiner Kinesia. Too Many Cooks is from the early 2000s. I think it was 2001 on Board Game Geek. And the theme is that you are making soup, and you're all throwing things into the soup. And your goal is to have a kind of soup that you like. So you'll have a card that gives you a particular flavor you're going for. Let's say garlic. And then there's cards in a variety of suits with numbers on them that indicate a variety of flavors. And so your goal is to win tricks where your suit, your flavor, is heavily... Uh, in the pot. And the way you win a trick is that you play a card that pushes the total value of the pot over 10 points. Uh, There's a lot more to go with it. There's a sort of trump that's a chili pepper, and then there's rules about when you can and can't lead, when you lead the suit, if you have to follow suit or if you can slough. Sorry if you haven't played trick-taking games. Those terms sound a little opaque, but... These are just tastes, little samples. Too Many Cooks, it was a, it was a nice filler, certainly a game I'd play again if, asked, if requested, but I'm not going to go buy a copy. Uh, so that was Too Many Cooks by Reiner Kinesia. The third little um, sampler game that I got to play that I wanted to mention was Minecraft Card Game. It was called, it's called Minecraft Card Game? question mark which is a weird name. Again, this is another goodwill find. I got it because my son likes Minecraft, and I thought maybe a Minecraft-themed game would be up his alley. It's a pretty simple family-style game. Uh, it is set collection. Your goal is to mine resources, and when you take the resources, you, uh, you either take resources or you spend them to get cards, and the cards are worth points. Each card also has a power that you use to get to get more cards. The randomizer element is that there are three decks that you mine from, and you can see what you're mining, but there are some creepers hidden in the deck. And when you mine a card, if you reveal a creeper, then everybody loses a card. Uh, It is a randomizer in that it disrupts your plan, but it's a gentle randomizer in that everyone loses a card, not just you. So you don't get screwed by luck the way that you might in another game where you could draw the thing that ruins your hand. It's a fine game. Again, not a game I would seek out, but I'm sure we'll play it again, because he liked it. It took about ten minutes to play, which is the right length usually for my son. So that's Minecraft card game? I have two longer games that I got to play. Again, just a brief suçon of each. I'm sure they, at least, I look forward to playing them more and maybe coming back with a longer episode, but... I got to try Notre Dame, the Steffen Feld game. I have this on my shelf of shame, which the way I mark my shelf of shame is that if I play a game after I've bought it, I get to mark it off my shelf of shame, even if I didn't play my copy. So having played someone else's copy of Notre Dame, I still marked it as played uh, because it is a game I have played and I can decide whether I want to keep it or not. Uh, But it was good. Uh, Really interesting choices. All around, There are a couple different sort of economic elements that you really have to pay attention to. If you short yourself on those, uh, you really get stuck. Um, An interesting game, I think on a third or fourth play, it would be very fun. On the first play, uh, mostly I was just kind of figuring out how it worked, and then it was over. Nice and short, too, not one of these two-hour slogs, a nice 45 minutes or... Even less. I imagine if you'd played it a bunch of times, a half an hour would not be out of the question. So that's uh, Notre Dame, and by Steffen Feld and Robinsberger, I believe. And then the uh, fifth game I wanted to mention is a Thief's Fortune. This is a game I've had since January. I've read the rules a number of times, but I hadn't gotten it to the table yet. A Thief's Fortune is a drafting game uh, where you are drafting and putting cards into a kind of future and then you can put them into play when you decide it's most optimal so there's a number of interesting choices to be made in the game that you have to kind of go back and forth with and it makes for actually pretty interesting play that said the game's a little fiddly feels a little underdeveloped I guess is the best way to put it and some a lot of the cards feel kind of samey Um, There are an awful lot of events where you do this thing, you get two points. They're all, you do this thing, get two points. Most of the cards are, do this thing, get two points. So that part's a little underwhelming. But as a a puzzle, it's really interesting, and I can see how people who played it a few times and got good at it would be really able to develop an interesting engine. Um, So one of the aspects that's unusual about it is the idea of the future play, where you put a card into play and you get it later. Uh, The second aspect that I like is the drafting. When you're drafting in the game, you just pass along two cards. You don't pass along your whole hand. You pass along two cards every time. So in the last phase, you're passing along the whole hand before you pick one and discard one. But it's just an interesting little twist on most drafting games, you pass along the whole hand. So if you see two cards you really want, well, too bad for you. Uh, This game allows you to keep that second card, but you'll have to pass along everything else that comes by. Until the hand is down smaller So uh, That's a Thief's Fortune Pretty entertaining, looking forward to playing a bit more And understanding the depth of it uh, And that ends the flight of games And also ends my walk So uh, pop over to Board Game Ge- Guild 3269 And give us a taste Of what you've been playing lately uh, Or anything else That's on your mind Thanks for joining me today uh, I hope your next walk is as pleasant as mine was Bye bye by Rattlebox Games.